baby, you know what that sound means. It's time for The Edge with Terry Waldrop on ESPN 97.7. Terry talks about all the hottest topics in sports every single weekday from 9 to 10 a.m. He's controversial, he's charismatic, and he's the captain of this ship for the next hour. Here's your host, Terry Waldrop. All right, all right, all right. Welcome in. ESPN 97.7, Terry Waldrop, Colwell Group One Realty Studio, West Monroe. Pretty cool day in here today. I know it's Friday, but uh, we got a sp- I can't even call him a guest. Uh, it's, it's a regular guy, and you old guys recognize this song, and you're probably laughing about it, and you young people are going, what, what's he doing? Well, our old Cotter, back in the studio this morning, one Jamie Fox. Jamie, great to see you, my friend. Thank you, Terry. And I tell you what, it's really great to be back. And uh, an abbreviated version, um, I'm still under uh, doctor supervision, uh, but I am alive. And I'm glad to be here, uh, especially with you on this Friday. And uh, uh, I can tell you, uh, I have been to places you haven't been I, I want to tell you something, Terry, and I don't want you to feel guilty, but that's what we do here. Um, yeah, we make people feel guilty. guilty. I like it, yeah. Um, the doctors were asking me, you know, about my lifestyle and so forth and questions about that. I said, uh, if you'll just hang around a little bit, there's going to be a guy about 6'3 that's bald that'll be in here in a little bit, and that may be the genesis of where we are today and why I'm on this stretcher. Uh, but uh, I couldn't blame you, but I can thank you and a lot of people who have uh, – prayed for me and seen claiming to see me and uh and i really am glad to be here. i'm a as, as you said i'm half the man i once was so and that wasn't much to talk about but uh coming in this morning um i knew when i saw uh got to hear teddy allen uh talk about uh, his masters and i'm thinking to myself okay we're going to take this hayseed from south carolina who in his words would have a lot of swave in the boner and he's among the, the hierarchy, the aristocracy at, at the Masters, talking about laying up and chipping and driving the wedge and so forth. And I said, dear God, we're, we're back in, in North, I'm back in North Louisiana. And uh, when, when you have uh, daily accounts of the Masters from Teddy Allen, uh, you know you've arrived. And here's the thing, Terry. I think you and I have lived relatively good lives, but the only you and I haven't been to the Masters. You and I can't even get in the drawing for the Masters. Hey, I went to the Masters. You have been to the, I've been Masters? To the Masters once, yeah. Well, I, I did not know that. Yeah. Really? I had a, a, a very wealthy friend that I think took mm-hmm. pity upon me. Mm-hmm. We went to the Final Four. That's 2010, I think. Yes. Went to the Final Four in Atlanta and uh, jetted on to the Masters. Not jetted. We drove about an hour well, out of Atlanta. Better, better start, start talking bad about Teddy and talking about you, my hey, God. Jamie, really? I, I, talked to, uh, I talked about it yesterday. It's, it's probably the best sporting event I've ever been to in my life. You know who else has been to the Masters a couple of times? Ben Mintz. Really? Yes. So he gambling is, on, like, do they three-putt it or, you know? Well, I'm sure he's thrown a few bones at it, yes. But, I mean, uh, he's been on Amen Corner where, yeah, you know, he's too. seen that. Yeah, he's, he really is. Uh, and when you see Ben coming, you, you do say amen. But he's um, – yeah, Ben Mintz has been to the Masters, Teddy Allen. I don't know. I'm not living. I, I don't think the earth is rotating correctly on its axis. If Teddy Allen and, and Ben Mintz have been to the Masters, and, and I haven't. But Jamie, anyway. You know, let, let me t- I'll tell you this, because I, I mentioned it to some of our people yesterday, and you guys are welcome to Texas, 888-993-7762, Washtenaw Valley Federal Credit Union. Got a couple in already. Uh, you know, I'll tell you about the Masters for me. And I'm not, Jamie, I'm not a golf guy. Mm-hmm. You know, if I can find the ball again after I hit it, yes, I count that as a good shot. Yes, indeed. You know, I, I I don't keep score. I keep up with how many balls I lose in the round. Mm-hmm. If it's under double figures, then it was a successful round, depending on the severity of the course. Uh, it might be more. But it's just a traditional-laden place. There's not a pine straw uh, that's unaccounted for. Everything is so pristine. It's spring in, in, in Georgia. Things are new. Things are renewing. The flowers are brooming. There's a little breeze blowing through absolutely uh, the most magical sporting event I've ever been to. And, again, I'm not, like, diehard golf guy, but I can appreciate the skill, the pageantry, Mm -hmm. the the tradition, and the respect. I guess guess the big thing with me is the respect for the game that the players had. Yeah, I I did hear – one thing about that, uh, one some some guy had to. I don't know whether it's a golfer or whatever. His dad he 
he uh it is very tradition laden as you indicated but he indicate he also went and, and poured his dad's ashes on the course and the uh the people said hey great uh glad you appreciate the tradition but let's let's not do this again but uh anyway uh that's how uh revered augusta is and and you're right i mean i don't normally watch golf i do tune in that weekend just because of the just the beauty of the course uh i would love you know on my bucket list which i almost got to check off uh was uh was one day hopefully i'd get to go to the masters and just uh enjoy that what you did because you even if you're not a big golf, you just have a great appreciation yeah i went three days (laughs) i went to the par three that mm-hmm. was really fun because mm-hmm. the, the the players have their uh, their kids out there that are caddying. It's really low key. I mean, they're interacting with the fans. You know, you have fans that have been there that are that are eighty and ninety years old. Sure, that have been there every single year, and the players recognize them. They go by. They sit in those same spots. They they sit out there. They have a. Um, it's like a master's chair. It's like one of the little beach chairs, but they stake those out. And you know, like around here, if somebody puts a chair out and you want it, you just throw it out of the way. Or you there, you don't. It's a uh, it's a very tradition laden place. That's high holy ground, isn't yeah, it? No, yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, there's one place where police brutality is allowed if not encouraged. Take a cell phone to the Masters. Oh. Just be seen with a cell phone at the Masters. The guy that I went with, and I'm thinking like everybody else, but I'll just put it in my pocket. They'll never leave it in the car or you stay with it. Mm-hmm. That was the choice I was given. And uh, this is somebody that could buy and sell the Masters. Mm-hmm. But he's like, look, you, you just don't do it. And you go out there and you, you understand that. I saw one guy escorted off uh, not too nicely because he had a cell phone out there. Mm-hmm. And this uh, and that was uh, – I saw another one on the par three that day. His phone rang. And this is the par three, so it's no stakes or anything. About, they threw that guy out. They don't play uh, with the electronic with the, no cameras, no cell phones, no electronics, nothing. Well, you knew the the uh, executives or those who run the Masters had a lot of stroke because you remember a few years back when it was uh, uh, there was a, a brewing controversy. I can't remember her last name was Burke. Was it? I don't, I don't want to call her Delta Burke or whatever, but she uh, it was something to do with the, and so she kind of organized a boycott right. of the Masters uh, advertisers. <laughs> they laughed in her face. Yeah, who do you they said, Yeah, they cut them all. Yeah, said go ahead and try. Go ahead and make our day because they did, and you know what? You just saw more, more golf. Yep. They had enough stroke where they said, you know what? We would love to have our advertisers, but if they're going to side with that, we're good. We're good, and we're going to get some more next year that are bigger and better. And I think some of those advertisers probably came back. So that tells you the in, in sports parlance where the Masters is and where it stands because it, it survived a, a year of, I guess you would call it filibuster, and and now it's uh, probably, I'm, I'm looking forward, you know, to the finals. I think it's going to be, a, 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 of course, our, our golfing aficionado, Teddy Allen, tells us it's going to be windy. Uh, spoken like a true South Carolina Palmetto State fella, he's going, he's let us, well, what's the, it's going to be windy. So, yes. but I, now, actually, Teddy did a great job. I'm, I'm kidding him, but he, uh, he really does know, you know, golf and how he follows that. It's really, really pretty interesting. I look forward to hearing from him. Yeah, Jamie, the interesting thing, and I talked about it yesterday. I'll get into it with you. I know you got to go here reasonably quick, but um, the 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 nuances, and you got about thirty text messages, people welcoming you back. Oh, thank you. Uh, the nuances, like the the chicken salad sandwich, is a big tradition thing. It's like fifty cents. It's dirt cheap. You're like mm-hmm. expecting seven dollar nachos, like when you go to a ball game or something. The food is very cheap. Now, the gift shop, yeah, get out and take that fifth mortgage out on your house to buy a T-shirt. I bet. But uh, but really interesting place. Eric chimes in, 888-993-7762. That's why I want to go to the Masters. Any place you can go and not have your chair moved with that many people, awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it is. It's just, I, you know, I enjoyed it simply for the fact that it was different. It was a, um, again, just the respect that not only players have, but the fans have, and they're true fans uh, for that for that game and that sport. That's what impressed me, and by no means am I a golf guy. But, uh, yeah, I, I just appreciated it. And, you know, that's when Tiger Woods was rolling when I went there. Okay. Was, he, he's Mardi Gras. He's like 35 people deep in, in a fairway. Mm-hmm. I just sort of camped out on the 10th green. 
So I could watch approach shots and I could watch tee shots. And I uh, just sat there and watched. I watched Phil Mickelson come through. I think that was the year Cabrera won it. Uh, and you just see all these guys. I watched VJ Singh hit for about two hours in the uh, driving range. He's a kind of a large individual, isn't he? VJ? Uh, no? No, he's tall. Tall. T- Tiger is the one that's athletic. Oh, yeah. I mean, Tiger, uh, Ernie Els is a big guy. But then you have Angel Cabrera and people like that that are just like tiny. They look like, uh, you know, they could be running into the Kentucky Derby as, as the jockeys. They're that small. Hmm. Uh, I think Tom's is another guy that's not very big. And so I guess that's the thing about golf. You see just um, wide variances in athleticism, size, strength, and uh, it just comes down to skill. And so some good stuff there. All right, man. I haven't gotten your take mm-hmm. on the NCAA championship game. Did, did you get to watch that? I did. Um, and, of course, I was much like you. I was pulling for Gonzaga. Um you know, again, I think it boiled down to depth. I think, and that's one of the things I thought coming in. And then you, when you saw the three fouls on Collins, and uh, I think he ended up fouling out. Yeah, early, early, and then uh, the bearded one. Uh, don't let me try to. I haven't remember. I'm not drinking anymore because Brzezinski or whatever. Did that guy not look like he should be an extra in a Steven Seagal movie? Um, or a I'm, James Bond villain? Let me tell you something. The only one I have seen who has moves around the basket like he did was is John Tabor. Because uh, he and Tabor kind of favor each other. Karnowski, thank you, John. Yes, and see, but I would I would post up Tabes against Karnowski. I think it would be like a battle royale. But what am I uh, going to box out his kneecap? No, I, John. Listen, <laughs> he's humble. John's being humble, but we know he's got a, a, a you know a, a, a deathly dangerous hook shot. Yeah, uh, I here's the problem you know. though. I've got his girth, mm-hmm. but I've got your height, Puff. Well, yeah, John. But what they're not, you know. Also, there's a there's a there's an ability. It's called quickness. And um, yeah, well, John, that's not not exactly my forte. Have you ever seen John go to? Days. Have you ever seen John attack a buffet table in the morning for breakfast? I, I was at the Louisiana that's Tech quickness. baseball banquet with him. I saw him do that's, that. That's quickness. That's, that's what I'm talking those about. I made haste. They were lightning. Yes. Yeah, John. I mean, he really. It, he's you know. So anyway, he can. Uh, Karnowski, uh, but I thought he getting in foul trouble was a little bit of an issue. Um, when I saw, you know, I, th- I thought Zaga was going to have to hit, you know, a lot of free. And then, you know, I saw North Carolina blow a bunch of free throws, too. And I think that's the, to me, it was just, it boiled down to depth. I liked, um, you know, this is what, Royce third and Carolina sixth, yep. I think, if that's correct. So I was kind of glad to see him get that, but I, I'm I'm very impressed because if you look at uh, Gonzaga's roster, don't they bring in a? They had a bunch of transfers. I mean, for him to get that kind of team chemistry, he had guys from Washington, Nevada, I don't know wherever, mostly West Coast guys, but how he was able to blend that team, um, and then of course Karnowski, um, I'd love to see Collins stay another year, but I guess he's I don't know where he is on the draft boards right now. But I like Gonzaga's team. I, you know, I was pulling for him. I thought, just I don't know. I want it from a coach's perspective. Do you just think that the Carolina eventually just wore him down on the? I mean, when you get two, it came down to one possession. You got two offensive rebounds to win it. Yeah, I mean, I mean at the end, it comes down to one possession. So, you know, people and I sort of went off on this. People thought it was a hard game to watch. They blamed the referees. Yeah, they a lot blamed, of start and stops. Look, yeah. look, here's the deal. You had two old-school teams. Mm-hmm. They were powerful inside, probably the two most powerful inside teams in the country. They're almost like a Michigan State in the vintage days of them. Big guys inside, wow. pounding the ball in there. Their guards go north and south. They didn't shoot a million threes for a couple reasons. Number one, uh, they couldn't make them. And number two, yeah, they couldn't make them. So they're physical, going to the basket. So you have a lot of fouls. Everybody gets caught up now, Jamie, in – well, each team should shoot 75 threes apiece, and it flows, and it's like a third-period PE game at Washtenaw High School. No, that's not the way basketball – and I think we've conditioned people to think that. And some people that play that way, the Warriors are great playing that way. You know what? There's only one Warriors team out there, folks. And, uh, you know, the 17 and under AAU squad you got ain't the Warriors. What was uh... – I think Carolina was only like three for twelve or three for seventeen from three. It was abysmal. It was one in the paint. I mean, I, and I, I think that's to me a little bit of a throwback. I was kind of glad. I mean, it was a you know physical ball game. I, I didn't think the refs, you know, uh, missed too many calls. I, I just think it was just a physical, you know, uh, 
And I don't think Gonzaga shot that well from three-point land either. No, both so. these teams play, play yeah. defense. They and, did. And they, and they did. They guard you. You're in the 30s. And you credit Carolina for winning a game like that. Gonzaga could have easily won. Were there some ticky-tack calls made? Yes, there is every game. That was a hard game to officiate. I think all the coaches and players acknowledge that. Uh, but it's not like the guys from Kentucky. Kentucky fan is still sending death threats to the referee that called the uh, North Carolina-Kentucky regional final. Mm-hmm. That guy's had the police involved due to threats to his family. What kind of individual do you have to be to go after the official's family on social media? It's not like they can't find who you are. I wonder if he's related to Ashley Judd. It's, it's called IP address. Could be. You know? Yeah. Or are you, hey, Jamie, let me borrow your phone to send this death threat. <laughs> I mean, you got to be kidding me. They've blown up the guy's business and turned on faith. He does terrible jobs. Well, the guy I think is from Nebraska, so you got like people in uh, West Virginia and Kentucky writing bad reviews. He did a terrible job when he came seven states over to repair my roof. I mean, what what kind of person are you that threatens somebody's family with their life because you're mad at a basketball game? Um, well, it's padded sales for people like that. Unfortunately, we can't find them fast enough to put them in there. Half of them might be in the government these days. We're going to take our first break. <laughs> You're listening to ESPN 97.7. Terry Walter and Jamie Foxx, the return of the proverbial cotter. Listening to uh, this segment brought to you by our title sponsor, who's also glad to have Jamie Foxx back, Dr. David Weber, North Monroe Animal Hospital, the best pet care you're going to get, folks, anywhere in the free world. And no contrary to popular rumor, Dr. Weber did not treat Jamie Foxx. Uh, I think he had a shot at me, though. Yeah, once or twice? <laughs> yes, he did. Go see him on US 165 North in Monroe, 318-345-4545. Dr. David Weber, North Monroe Animal Hospital. The best pet care you're going to get. La Edge back, Umamento, ESPN. Put your life on the line when you dig. Do what the pros do. Respect the marks. Dig with care. And before you dig, call 811. Louisiana One Call. Hey, small business owners. Are you managing your backups or are they managing you? Kevin with High Tech again. What if a tornado or a flood or a fire destroyed your office and all of your files? Or CryptoLocker came calling and denied you access to your data. Could your business recover? At HiTech, we have a solution that will back up, protect, and recover your data, and it's more cost-effective than you think. Call us today at 582-1800 to learn more. That's HiTech, 582-1800. If you could talk to your animal when they say, they're telling you to take me to North Monroe Animal Hospital, listen closely, and you'll hear what Dr. David Weber hears. That's a thank you for taking me to North Monroe Animal Hospital. For your animal's health care, call Dr. David Weber at North Monroe Animal Hospital, 345-4545. No animal too small or too large. Well, you better call Dr. Weber first on that one, 345-4545. This is Steve Brennan with Brennan Dodge, and our spring clearance event is going on now at Brennan Dodge. We've got a great selection, so hurry in to pick your new ride. Like a 17 Jeep Cherokee Sport for only $19.9. A 17 Jeep Grand Cherokee Limited for only $34.9. A 17 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland is $5,000 off MSRP. 17 Jeep Renegade is only $18.9. And 16 Wranglers are $4,000 off MSRP. It's going on now during the spring clearance event at Brennan Dodge, I-20 Service Road, Ruston. How does it feel? You're officially living on the edge. Hit Terry Waldrop up at 888-993-7762 and let him know. It's The Edge with Terry Waldrop on ESPN 97.7. Welcome back in ESPN 97.7, segment number two of the Friday edition of The Edge. Terry Waldrop and Jamie Foxx. Cotter has returned to the fold. And, and you know, Jamie, I, I mean, I'm not going to throw you any softballs out there. Okay. Uh, we're, we're coming with the uh, the controversial stuff right away. And nothing more controversial. Well, let me rephrase that. He was entertaining. Now he's become uh, something different. Uh, LeVar Ball. We talked about LeVar. He's got his three sons. Uh, all came from Chino Hills High School in California. 
Uh, one of them's still there. One of them's graduating verbal to UCLA. Lonzo Ball, his oldest son, just got through playing at UCLA and is a projected top five draft pick. One year. Uh, after one year. I think he literally opted for the NBA with about three minutes to go in the Kentucky game when uh, Darren Fox absolutely lit him on fire. But uh, Lonzo Ball, who said he wants a billion dollars, uh, he's coming with his own brand. He's already got it, the big baller brand. Uh, not a He's sort of a combination of Don King, mm-hmm. Jerry Lewis, and uh, I'm going to throw in a third person now, Jimmy the Greek. Well, whatever, you know, you, the, the makeup of that gentleman would, would you know, oh. he needs to be admitted somewhere because he's, uh, I understand marketing. Maybe, you know, I, I would say that, but Terry, he's gone way beyond the pay. Yeah, he just did his Fonzie jump the shark moment for you Happy Days fans back in the day. Uh, LeVar Ball, and I actually thought he was, he was, I think he's fairly sharp. I really do. I think he's the type of guy, go, though, that said, I mean, let's let's cover a couple of LeVar uh, Ball's favorite hits first. Uh, he would have beaten Michael Jordan himself back in the day, despite the fact that he played one year at Washington State and averaged like a point and a half a game. By the way, that was when Michael Jordan was winning his first championship with the Bulls. Uh, so he's better than Michael Jordan. His son is better than Steph Curry. If you put his son on the Warriors right now and you put Steph Curry at UCLA, his son is a better fit, is a better player. Uh, took a shot at Le- LeBron James's kids. You go, Look, they got no chance because they'll never be as good as their dad. Uh, took Charles Barkley to task and said if Charles Barkley thought more like he did, that uh, he'd probably have championship rings instead of just talking about them. I'm trying to think some of the other things. Oh, he was the one that was co- coaching the game, his high school son's game from the stands, and uh, got mad at the coach because he wouldn't listen to him. Barges into the locker room, and the coach saying, hey, you can't go in there. Goes in anyway, starts going. I'll tell you what, Jamie, I was a high school coach before I got into college. If somebody did that to me, the, co- the police would be coming, and maybe the ambulance, too. and they might be taking me out. If so, great. Somebody is getting their butt kicked. You're not walking into my locker room as a coach. I don't care who you are. Mm-hmm. As a parent, I'm me telling you not to go in there. And it makes you wonder again about the gutless administration somewhere that's letting LeVar Ball run that. But anyway, I think the guy's a marketing genius in that everybody talks about it. He's got to come up with the next greatest thing. Well, are you ready for this? Here's his Jimmy the Greek moment. Uh, LeVar Ball was uh, again in front of a microphone the other day. You know, let me preface this by saying, I, you know, I don't fault his son. I don't fault Lonzo Ball for his dad. Mm, no, yeah, I, I don't. But it's almost to the point where, you know, there's going to be some payback when that kid gets to the NBA about some of these players going, you know what? Fair enough. Your dad's writing checks you can't cash, and there's going to be a, a lesson processed. So LeVar doubles down the other day. Here was his quote, and I'll throw this out to you guys. Tell me what you think. Realistically, this is LeVar Ball uh, with the Valley Daily Bulletin. Here's the direct quote. Realistically, you can't win no championships with three white guys because the foot speed is too slow. Uh, Now, Mr. Ball said he told his son he was going to need to take over games in the NCAA tournament to make up for that lack of athleticism. Uh, Now, apparently he's talking about uh, T.J. Leaf, Bryce Alford, and Thomas Welch, who were three starters in there. By the way, Leaf and Alford were the top two scorers for the Bruins. Welch was double figures as well. Uh, Leaf is going to join Lonzo Ball in the NBA next year. But uh, LeVar said, realistically, you can't win no championships with three white guys because their foot speed is too slow. Well, I want to put an addendum to that for LeVar. LeVar, And look, I know it's a touchy subject. I get that. I'm not afraid to take this on. Well, LeVar, actually, that should be 3.5 because your son is biracial. So he's half white. So now you have 3.5. Uh, Caucasians on the team. I mean, really? You're going to throw – I mean, everybody stereotypes to some extent. I get that. Uh, most people are not stupid enough to throw it out there like that. It makes you sound like you're about from 1437. Um, Terry, you know, he might have a point if he's talking about you, me, and uh, Aaron Dietrich. Uh, and also, Dude, I don't, don't – don't underestimate, underestimate three, the hops. Jimmy. With three white guys, I think you also – I mean, you know, maybe your chances are not as good as, as winning Dancing with the Stars as well. But, um, you know, some people, it's amazing to me how some people have carte blanche to what they can say and get away with. I, can you imagine, I mean, here's the thing. Uh, let's say LeVar Ball wants to go see the Masters. 
Do you want to take a chance with that? Not because of the color of his skin, but because of what he might do if he's willing to barge into okay. locker rooms. Let me or, throw this at you, Jamie. But would you be surprised if he didn't do anything? Yeah, I mean that's that's the thing because that's that's in his mind that's his stick. But it's not, it's not, uh, you know, in a place like the Masters, for example, it's not very well appreciated. And you got to know where to pick your battles. I mean, I think we all try to do that, but for him to. I mean, and it's certainly, you know, it's a, it's certainly his right to say something like that. I don't know how much, but I can just, I guess we keep going back to what a long time now, Terry, there's a lot of double standards out there. And what he's allowed to say versus what somebody else is allowed to say seems to be way beyond the pale. And, you know, I know, I, I, I'm like you, I don't blame his son. I mean, he's just a product of... He can't control what his dad does, but and I wish him well. But in the NBA, but I don't think this is really setting a very good. I mean, at some point, even if you're trying to market yourself or your family, you got to know where to draw the line. And, and and this is he went. But you know what? There'll be I guarantee you there'll be very little repercussions from this. Well, I, don't, I don't see it. I mean, what do you, what can you do? Can you? I mean, I don't know if he if he's sells anything or whatever can you can you boycott that but i don't understand what his motivation was because because he know, believes it yeah i mean yeah, that's, that's probably, his motivation the yeah, guy believes it and he's one of these people in my opinion and again i've taken up for him to a big extent because mm-hmm. i think i think he's don king don st king would say the most outlandish things in boxing and um and i had an economist uh, uh teacher when i was at back you know you back in the day mm-hmm and he had the greatest quote of all time. He goes, look, Muhammad Ali is the greatest economist of all time. And, and he explained that. And this is when boxing was really big, right, uh, 60s, 70s, and 80s. Sure. Uh, not so much anymore. But uh, he goes, look, here's what Muhammad Ali did. you got to understand this was a time of, uh, you know, he, dra- he, he dodged the draft in Vietnam, Cassius Clay, converted to Islam, became Muhammad Ali, Went to prison briefly mm-hmm. because he, he wouldn't uh, join the army. So you have a lot of uh, the counterculture counter culture movement going on, strong opinions both ways. So you had a divided country, a lot like now. But you have a divided country. In Muhammad Ali, people would buy tickets to see him beat up somebody, be it an establishment fighter, black or white, or, or a white guy, whichever one. Mm-hmm. And then you'd have the other side of that. People would buy tickets to see Muhammad Ali get beat up and he goes he was a genius because he captured both sides of the frustration and anger and the only thing that mattered to him was green he goes he was the greatest economist of all time he understood that so i think lavar ball to a certain point was playing that don king you know i kept waiting for lavar ball to say hey you know the kid's mother is a space alien because other than national inquirers and that's what lavar ball is he's national inquirer headlines that, that's what he is but you come out like this, and, and I think you're, you're – I don't know. I'm not big on stereotyping. I, I, I don't believe in that, and I don't think most rational people are. Uh, are there some generalities you can point out? Sure. But uh, there's a lot of teams uh, that have done quite well with the diversity of, uh, of players. Uh, Duke's done pretty well, for example. And sure. Whether you like Duke or don't like Duke doesn't matter, but the fact remains they, they've done pretty well. Uh, you look at the Golden State Warriors. A ton of biracial players on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I mean, for LeBar Ball to throw out there, hey, they had too many white guys to win. I think that's a slap in the face of every rational thinking human being, uh, maybe on the planet. It's just it's just bizarre. Well, it's one thing to say that at a, at a cocktail party amongst your friends. It's another thing to make a, you know, a public statement like that um, and think it has legitimacy to it. And I think most rational, as you said, I think most rationally thinking people don't, don't take him seriously, um, or that statement. But, um, you know, I'll defend his right to say it. I don't, you know, necessarily agree with it. But Jimmy, um, that's what you do, though. You yeah. let stupid people talk. Yeah, and he's eventually going to dig himself. I mean, when you're starting to go down this road like this, uh, it's only a matter before the train catches Jimmy, up. Jimmy, people you. want to see this kid fail. And I'm gonna yeah. be honest with you. I'm not in that camp yet. But I'm leaning closer to that camp just because the dad is such an idiot. Well, and that's the problem is that, you know, this is this is reflecting on the kid, and he's, you know, he can't outrun it. Um, you know, it's, it's his – and I, I don't think that's where the dad is not thinking is how it's going to impact his child. I mean, if you want to self-promote yourself, that's one thing, but you're 
you're delegitimized. Dele- I'm, I'm been in the hospital too long under too much anesthesia to say delegitimized, but you're <laughs> you're trying to you're trying to basically. You know, t- to me, that's a stigma the kid will carry with him. Yes, and, 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 and the it, other two as well. And the other two as well, right? Because you've got two others coming up now, and and uh, you know, it's it's sad. Jamie, great to have you back, man. Look forward to getting you in here full time Monday. I know you've got a a date of some sort that you have to uh, squire off to. Yeah, I'm still uh, still uh, seeing my surgeon and everything. People are still talking to me. That's amazing. And now, by the way, a lot of people saw uh, got to see a lot more Jamie Fox than I hoped for, but. They say, as I said when I came in, um, 31 days out, still looking for my dignity. But, hey, listen, I'm just glad to be here. Glad you're here, brother. Glad you're here. You listen to ESPN 97.7. We return. We'll get into a couple text questions that we have. This segment sponsored by our friends at GB Cooley, reminding you to support an incredibly worthwhile cause, ladies and gentlemen, the Louisiana Special Olympics. Back in a minute. Treat your crew to a family pack of slow-cooked pit-style ribs, Brisket, chicken, ham, turkey, sausage, and pork loin. Take the lead with our high-octane baked beans, car slaw, and big block potato salad. Take the checkered flag with our peach cobbler. Crowds go wild over our fast-track lunch special. Dine in or make a pit stop at our drive through Hot Rod Barbecue open Monday through Saturday, 11 till 9. And we cater to... Eat in the winter circle. Hot Rod Barbecue. 1911 Farmable Highway, Rustin. Broken window? Sounds like you need Glassworks of West Monroe. Glassworks specializes in the highest quality residential glass. From insulated glass to protect your home from the worst weather to vinyl replacement windows with a lifetime warranty to custom installed mirrors and shower doors. Glassworks service is unmatched and their price is always competitive. Let them save you money. Glassworks, 800 Jonesboro Road across from the mill in West Monroe. 387-4747. Hey, Louisiana, do you want a great deal? Talk to Jim Taylor. He can make it real in a Ford. Spring is here, and so are the great deals at Jim Taylor in Ruston. Save $12,000 off MSRP on a 2017 Expedition. Save $10,000 off MSRP on a 2016 F-150. A 2017 Mustang for only $20,987. And save $11,000 off MSRP on a 2016 Super Duty. If this tag is on your car, you know you got a great deal and great service at Jim Taylor Ford Lincoln in Ruston. Off MSRP includes all factory and JTF discounts, price plus TTNL talk and notary fees, stock number 17017-16470-17029-16482. Must finance through Ford Credit with approved credit to qualify. Hi, I'm Greg Tilly. My dad started our business when I was 15 years old. Wow, 39 years in business, and the tradition continues with my son, Chris. Visit us today at our Bossier City or Shreveport locations, or visit our photo gallery at tillyshomes.com. Good morning. Here's the latest weather conditions for our area. Look for sunny sky with warmer temperatures today in the high of 75 degrees. Most of the clear skies will be cool tonight, a low 49. Plenty of sunshine in the forecast for tomorrow in the high of 79 degrees. Living on the Edge makes weekdays more fun, especially when you're doing it with Terry Waldrop. Welcome back to the Edge on ESPN 97.7. Hey, welcome back in ESPN 97.7. Terry Waldrop here with you on a Friday, the seventh day of April. Masters weekend, just got through the NCAA tournament. Uh, looking forward to the NBA tournament. we got Pro Days, the NFL draft coming up. Uh, and then we get back into football. So lots of things going on. Special thanks today for uh, for Jamie Foxx. Uh, quite the surprise. I thought he might be back. I wasn't sure. John Tabor uh, definitely plays the Welcome Back Cotter music, which uh, I thought was incredibly appropriate. Uh, you old people know what I'm talking about. You people under 35 have no clue. Maybe under 40 has no clue. God, I'm getting old. Uh, at any rate, though, Greg getting Jamie back in here and, we eviscerated LeVar Ball, and we're going to continue to do that. James uh, James thinks LeVar Ball is a uh, – what a fool he is. Uh, Double J. Um, let's see. Kind of like the Bama fan that poisoned the trees at Auburn. There's idiots everywhere, folks. Look, uh, let me give you a disclaimer here. Idiots come in all shapes, sizes, colors, religions, uh, sexual orientations, hair, no hair, uh, you name it. 
no specific group has uh, a monopoly on idiots. Yeah, the guy that poisoned the trees at Auburn, idiot. And has been uh, rightfully excoriated and punished for that. Yet the trees are gone. They had to replant them. Uh, LeVar Ball, in my opinion, when he throws that out there. Because here's the problem, folks. And, And this is just the truth. You know you get the truth from me. Athletics, we really don't care. Uh, you know, when I was a when I was a basketball coach, I really didn't care what color you were. It didn't matter to me. I mean, you, you could be orange, and if you could play, we're going to put you on the floor if you help us win. And I think people are like that. I don't think no. You know, once you get inside on a team, I don't think they really care what your race or nationality or, or you know any of that stuff. Look, you don't think there are gay players in the NFL? Seriously. You don't think people know, and they're just—they're not—they're not broadcasting that. You don't think some of their teammates know? They don't care, folks. Can you help me win? Can you help this organization be successful? Because as a professional, if my organization is successful, we're going to do better. I'm going to do better. Life's much better. It's a lot of betters. And so when Levar Ball goes in here, and, and one of the stereotype we've always heard, you know, we, we see the quarterback. Well, he's a game manager. He is. Uh, he understands the game. Well, I mean, who are they talking about? You're mostly talking about a white quarterback, right? And, and that's just the truth. True or not, that's what it is. And you start going into the great athletes, uh, primarily it's African-American quarterbacks. Just what people say. Uh, the Jimmy the Greek mo- moment from years ago. And so I think a lot of people are stereotype busters. I think a lot of people will sit in the stands and hear somebody say something that, you know, so your Uncle Joe would say at a barbecue that resonates in about 1950. And I don't know how much of a truth of it is today. Are, are bigger players slower than smaller players? Yes. And every race, creed, gender, national origin on the face of the earth as a general rule. True. Does that make it 100%? No. And so these general managers, these coaches, you're trying to put the best product out there you can. And I think for LeBar Ball to go in that direction, uh, I'm not sure. And I think this guy, maybe he's not as, as, as crafty as I gave him credit for initially. Maybe he just had a bad moment. But I think everything he's done so far, he's scripted in his mind. The outlandish statements, I think he's scripted. This one, I don't think he did. I think this was just... I think this was off his cuff, and I think the repercussions, uh, and there's not going to be that many. But again, is there a double standard? You bet there is. Absolutely. And so I think his sons are going to end up playing for it. There's a, a Larry Monroe had a deal. Hey, Coach, you were a basketball coach. Let's say you have a very talented kid on your team but has a parent like LeVar Ball. How would you handle that? Larry, I don't drink, but I might think about starting. Um. I think a lot of it, and again, let's talk about this being in high. I don't think Steve Alford had any problems with LeVar Ball. I think Steve Alford, the head coach at UCLA, had zero problems with LeVar Ball. They interviewed LeVar Ball. Hey, and you know, if you watch his statements, you think that guy's at practice all day. LeVar Ball never went to the first practice at UCLA. Alford said that. LeVar Ball said that. Ever. And he went to the games. Is it because Steve Offer didn't allow him in practice? I don't know. Likely part of it. But he understood his place if you have a coach or administrator that will tell him what his role is. You know, LeVar Ball to me is like having a, a teenage son. If you just sort of tell him, hey, you know, come on, kind of whenever you, whatever you want to, just don't get in too much trouble, kind of do whatever it is you want to do. There's no guidelines. There's no uh lines that you don't cross there's no direction and so he might get in trouble he might not every day is the different day i think my guess is with steve alford steve alford knew how good lavar uh, uh lonzo ball was he knew how to deal with with lavar ball you don't think uh and again if if uh it doesn't matter who the coach is at ucla lavar had already pre-selected ucla because it's a, the big time basketball school in california one of the top three or four ever, if not higher, basketball schools. It's right in his backyard. 
And so he derives the most publicity from his sons being at UCLA. You think Lonzo Ball, better yet, you think LeVar Ball would have the same control if his son went to Kansas or went to North Carolina or Kentucky or Duke? No. LeVar Ball's power structure is Southern California. That's where people know him. That's where he's the man. So his son was going to USC or UCLA. That was it, folks. He, he chose UCLA because of proximity in the program. And thing is with Steve Offer, can you manage him for a year? Yes, is the answer to that question. Now shift over, Larry, to high school. Chino Hills, California. Never been a very good basketball school from all understanding. And I've got a friend of mine, actually used to play for me years ago, that lives out there very close to that. So I get a little inside information from time to time from him. It's familiar with that program. Uh, actually, a guy from Monroe, believe it or not. But um, he chose Chino Hills for a reason. The same reason he chose UCLA. It wasn't very good at the time, and they could dominate it. Well, the coach that came in, the coach Lonzo, took another job last year because they got two more ball brothers coming up. And he's like, yep, I'm out of here. They promoted the assistant coach, who was a longtime AAU guy, who had LeVar Ball's blessing. And so now you just inherited the team. And they went 30-3 and three this year, folks. They, they, the team went 30-3, and three, so it's not like they were 15-15. and 15. Got beat in, I, I think, the sectionals in California, maybe the, the semifinal quarterfinal game they didn't win it and LeVar Ball goes off on the coach and this was a, a I'm paraphrasing the quote here but when the coach tried to start doing things his way he just had to do things his way and that's when the season went downhill he wouldn't listen no he wouldn't listen to you as a parent and so Larry I'm going to tell you this and maybe when I was younger and going back to Larry's question how would you handle a parent like LeVar Ball Number one, folks, let me tell you something in high school. And this applies to college as well, but let me tell you about high school. Every successful program you have in high school, and I'm talking football primarily. Well, now, matter of fact, I'll go back and say 100% of the football programs that are successful at the high school level on a year out, year in, but I'm not talking about a one in a million year. I'm talking about consistently every single year are really, really good and they are mentioned in the teams that could win a state championship. 100% of them have the support of the principal, the superintendent, and most of the school board. You cannot have a program in high school that's successful with not those people on the same page. And in Louisiana, most time your AD is the football coach. There are some exceptions, but as a general rule. Basketball is a different animal here now. used to be completely different. Basketball in, in the state of Louisiana has plummeted uh, the last decade for, for various reasons. You still have some players, but you, you have no players like you used to have. And the reason I say that, uh, the top player in Louisiana this year is going to Western Kentucky. He's a seven-foot kid out of Chalmette. Western Kentucky. No disrespect to Rick Stansberry in Western Kentucky. The Hilltoppers, but Really? There was a time when Georgetown was coming down getting players out of Louisiana yearly. Georgetown's playing for national championships. Duke's coming in getting players. Texas coming in getting players. LSU, how many pros, NBA guys, did they take out of the state of Louisiana? It made LSU a nationally relevant program. Not happening anymore, folks. There's reasons for that. I might talk about that next week. But segueing back, Larry. Segueing back. You've got to have, i tell you what, I'm going to hug, because I've got about four texts since I said that. We're going to go and take our last break, and uh, I'll come back and, and make you mad a little bit further on this, because I'm going to tell you the truth, folks. I don't know how many people tell you the truth. I promise you, I'm going to tell you the truth, or at least what I believe to be the truth, which I think is why we're successful here on The Edge. You listen to ESPN 97.7. I am Terry Walter. When we return, more nuggets from successful programs and what I've seen over the years. Some are, some aren't, and here's why. This segment brought to you by friends at Powerworks Gourmet Pizza by Design. Go by and see them on Tower Drive next to Nukes in Monroe. Powerworks Gourmet Pizza by Design, $7.99 lunch special. Back in a minute.
to tell you about my friends at North Monroe Animal Hospital. Specializing in all medical and surgical care for small animals, and even providing a boarding service. My friend, Dr. David Weber, and his staff are always my choice for my animals. It should be yours as well. Located conveniently at 4300 Sterlington Road, which is 165 North, you can reach out to them at 345-4545. That's 345-4545. Tell them you heard it here on ESPN 97.7, North Monroe Animal Clinic, the official animal care provider of Terry Waldrop and the Edge. When I got hurt in an accident, I didn't know how I would take care of my medical bills. I took out loans, borrowed from friends and family, but the bills kept piling up. That's when a friend told me to call attorney Bobby Manning. Bobby fought hard for me. He helped make things right. I'm so glad my friend told me to get Bobby. I'm attorney Bobby Manning. If you've been involved in an accident, don't delay. Call me today. Attorney Bobby Manning, office in Monroe. Call 324-1411. You can drive the luxury of Lincoln for less in a pre-owned Lincoln from J. Mallard Ford Lincoln in Jonesboro. They have a very good inventory of pre-owned Lincolns in stock, many models in all price ranges. From a 2000 Lincoln LS to a low mileage 2016 Navigator, most are certified pre-owned Lincolns with 100,000 mile warranties. You owe it to yourself to see the selection of pre-owned Lincolns today at J. Mallard Ford Lincoln in Jonesboro. Washita Valley making good things happen you want a credit union that works as hard as you do you want the very best people looking out for you washita valley making good things happen how does it feel you're officially living on the edge Hit Terry Waldrop up at 888-993-7762 and let him know. It's The Edge with Terry Waldrop on ESPN 97.7. Hey, welcome back in ESPN 977. Terry Waldrop joining you here on The Edge on Friday. Shutting it down today. You know we're going to save our best uh, for last. Special thanks for uh, for Jamie Foxx coming in today. The uh, the new felt trim Jamie Foxx, although... Uh, I probably would uh, would guess he would tell you not to go through uh, the situation that he did in order to lose weight. There's probably a lot better ways to do it, but certainly uh, thrilled. A bunch of you guys have texted in. I, speaking for Jamie, I'm sure he really appreciates that. We both do. A lot more fun uh, having him in here. And so I look forward to getting him back in Monday. Uh, I was answering this question. Larry uh, from Monroe shot the question in, and I've got a bunch of them I haven't got to yet. This one just stood out to me. Uh, Terry, you were a basketball coach. Uh, you have a very talented kid on your team, but you got a parent like LeVar Ball. How would you deal with it? You know, and, and I, I didn't answer the question yet. I'm getting ready to. But what I'm telling you, folks, if you look in an anatomy of successful programs, and let's just talk high school right now. Okay, I'm not even talking college. Let's just talk high school. You see a couple common denominators. You see players that are building on tradition year in and year out. You've got to have a certain degree of, of players, of numbers, of talent. You just do. Okay? I mean, you, you, can't, you can't have a donkey win the Kentucky Derby, but you can teach that donkey to run as fast as a donkey can run. You'd be amazed how many times you'll win uh, just by everybody going the same direction. But there's a couple things involved in that. Number one, you've got to have a head coach that understands how it all works. You got to have cohesion with your assistant coaches, and I'm talking football right now. And I've talked to a ton of football coaches. I'm not a football coach, but uh, I know a bunch of them, and and I've been around athletics for a long time. And you could say the same thing in basketball in certain states, uh, I, Louisiana not being one of them, unfortunately, not anymore. But well, there, there, there's a few programs out there. I shouldn't say that. Uh, but you got to have administration. You got to have the assistant principals and principals on the same page as your athletic director and coaches. Not that they let kids get away with anything, but they understand the sacrifice. They understand what it takes for them to have a chance to be successful, and they support that. Folks, you got a lot of administrators out there that, A, have never coached before, or, B, have coached and are jealous of the current guys out there. They don't want to see them do better than they did. Yeah, it happens. Yeah, and I said that. It's true. 
got a lot of administrators that were coaches. They weren't very good, and uh, they moved up, and they don't really want to see anybody else do very well either. You got the other hand, you got coach administrators that were really good coaches for a year, for two years, maybe 10, 12, who knows. And, uh, they, you know, they want to see people do good, but not that good. You have other administrators that have never coached. They have no clue what's going on with it. And uh, so they can't really administrate effectively. And so there's all kinds of things out there. And you have the administrators that get it. They absolutely get it. Those are your programs that win year in and year out, people. It ain't hard to figure out who they are. Pick up the paper. And so that being said, a lot of what you can do as a coach depends on the administrative support or lack thereof that you get. If a parent walked into your locker room, if you are the head coach and you say, hey, locker room is off limits to parents and or people out of the stands or Joe that has a flat tire in front of the stadium just decides to come in the locker room and start coaching. As a coach, that is a sacred place, that locker room. It's where your team meets. It's where you discuss strategy. It's the inner sanctum of that organization. This is the boardroom for a business. You don't let just anybody come into your boardroom and start talking to your board members or your employees. Same thing here. So my guess is LeVar Ball supersedes the administrator at Chino Hills. Either the athletic director or the principal or the superintendent certainly supersedes the coach. They should just hire LeVar Ball to be the coach. Because I'm telling you right now, any coach that I know, in his, and I don't care how good the player is, it doesn't matter. But you're not going to walk in that locker room when I'm telling you not to. It, it's not happening. Folks, playing sports at the high school level is a privilege. It's not a right. Let me say that again for you. High school sports participation is a privilege. It is not your right. In that statement there, you can solve a lot of problems. As an administrator, how would you like the fact that your coach told a parent not to go into that locker room, the guy went anyway? Let me put it in another way for you. Your son is in algebra class. He's a sophomore. Somebody off the street walks in and starts teaching that class, and the algebra teacher is going, hey, no, you can't walk in there. Would you feel a little different? Do you think the administrator might feel a little different? What if the parent goes in there and tells the players or tells your students, because they are students, hey, I want you to take out kneecaps from everybody. And they go out there and do that. Who's liable for that? You had an adult that just gave instructions to kids to hurt the other. And I'm not saying that he would do that. But you get the idea. Once you open Pandora's box, it's over. And so the coach that's at Chino Hills now, and I've seen uh, you know a couple uh, excerpts of him. He, he's nowhere close to the to the wit, or I, I think even intelligence of Lavar Ball. Lavar Ball's a sharp guy. Whether you like him or not, dude's a sharp guy. Now, did he jump the shark with his "Hey, you can't win with three white guys" remark? I don't know. Probably not. Probably not. But, again, there's a freedom of speech. There's also something called freedom from your speech. You you, you can't cry fire, uh, fire in a crowded theater. So, going back to your question, Larry, you know, if you're that coach, I mean, what dignity do you have left? I think the other coach, the guy that had been there for a long time and saw the handwriting on the wall, bailed to a better job or just a job without the ball boys? Because you're only going to have one left next year. Maybe that's what you do. It doesn't matter to me how good you are. If you can't follow instruction, if you can't be part of a team, and I'll compare and contrast this with you. You saw Lonzo Ball pretty non-emotional after they got just lit up by Kentucky. He got embarrassed by Kentucky. And and De'Aaron Fox, you don't think that was personal to him? You don't think that was personal to Kentucky? They hear uh, LeVar Ball talking all this noise about how great his kid. You don't think Kentucky, if they got NBA guys too, folks, you don't think that gave them extra motivation and extra juice? And De'Aaron Fox went out there and absolutely destroyed UCLA and, and, and Lonzo Ball specifically. 
You don't think that was a message? You don't think that was personal? It absolutely was. And I think Lonzo or LeVar Ball is putting a bullseye on every one of his kids. You know, the other kid this year, LaMelo, had 92 points in a high school game, which uh, a tremendous amount of it was runouts. It was snowbirds. Uh, nobody playing defense. It was kind of funny. It's, it's an abomination to the game of basketball. Kid's a very talented kid. But uh, if you watch Lonzo Ball's defensive ability in the UCLA game, not very good. Now it's come out he was hurt. Okay. Um, you know, it, it, you can't have it both ways, folks. And we'll see what kind of career he has in the NBA. He's a long, lanky six-seven point guard that has a great – look, the kid's a very good player. He's got a great uh, depth perception. He understands the game. Uh, he, he does so many things. Now, he has a funky jump shot. There's nobody in the NBA that's a guard that shoots the ball like he does. It is a weird, bizarre release. And if the question mark is out there, I think that's it. I think it's a huge question mark because the NBA, if you're a point guard and you're not a three-point threat, they don't guard you. They back up off of you. Please shoot it. Think of how many point guards are in the NBA that are not three-point threats. Uh, Exactly. Not many. Even Russell Westbrook, who's not a very good three-point shooter, shoots enough you have to guard him. Plus, he shoots so many shots that eventually something's going to go. And so that's going to be the big question with Lonzo Ball. How well does he shoot the three from the NBA range? And and that's something that we're going to see play out. But, you know, to to go back to your question, you know, as a coach, you you can't put up. Look, it's either my integrity or yours. And I'm going to be here after you are. So, you know, and again, the Chino Hills administrators, MIA, not surprising. And maybe they are doing something behind the scenes. But to get your have your coach exposed like that on national television over and over, the coach tried to do things his way. What, you mean he had a game plan and he tried to execute it? Good God. What's, what are we paying this guy for? To coach? I had a great friend of mine tell me one time, you know, even if I have the worst coaching idea in the history of the world, if we all try to execute it, we got a better chance to succeed. Think of it like a boat, folks. Back in the in the Roman days, when you have, you know, fifty people, fifty people that are rowing a boat. If you got two people rowing the wrong direction, uh, your boat just turns in circles. Double J uh, tells me uh, Rondo and Rubio. Not a big fan of either one of those. Rondo's been a cancer everywhere he goes. Uh, Rubio is not one. And so but maybe I should preface this by saying a winning point guard. I'm thinking, you know, and even Chris Paul is not one to the level you think he would. But, yeah, I, I just have a problem with people that are not part of a team. Uh, maybe I'm old school. No, I'm not. Maybe I'm just understand it. You know, until these guys win, they can, they can lead your team. It would be like a quarterback having great numbers. You know, we threw for 127 touchdowns last year. My quarterback rating was 112. What was your record? Well, we were four and eight. We were four. I'm sorry. We were four and uh, six. Uh, four and twelve. We're four and twelve. Well, yeah, you're not really winning, then, are you? It's not about numbers, folks. It's about how your numbers react to your team winning. How does your ability? What's your plus minus? How does that affect your team? And so. Uh, the Ball brothers are going to be an interesting dynamic. And we'll get back on this Monday a little bit. i got a bunch of texts I didn't get to read, but appreciate the input as always. Always fun, folks. And you guys know me. I'll talk about anything. I, I don't try to step on toes. I'll just throw it out there. You're welcome to agree or disagree, or I can read you the baseball box scores. I, I'm not good at reading baseball box scores. So I want to bring things to the forefront. I think that's the way people learn things. And they get educated, me especially. You guys educate me daily, and I'm very appreciative of that. Thanks to our sponsors, who uh, they help people daily. Dr. David Weber, North Monroe Animal Hospital. Best pet care you're going to get anywhere, folks, in the free world. US 165 North in Monroe. Powerworks Gourmet Pizza by Design. Mr. Bobby Manning, attorney at law. Tremendous North Louisiana attorney. Specializing in criminal offense, wrongful death, personal injury, whatever you need. Don't delay. Call Bobby Manning today. Put him on your side. 318-342-1411, Washita Valley Federal Credit Union, 
and GB Cooley reminding you to support an incredibly worthwhile cause, the Louisiana Special Olympics. For John Tabor, I'm Terry Waller. Special thanks again for Jamie Foxx coming in today. Make sure you tune in uh, this afternoon. Sean Fox, the sports company at Three Bells. Until Monday, folks, aloha. Have a great weekend. Thanks for listening to The Edge with Terry Waldrop. No matter what the topic, Terry will take it all. He's not scared, and you better not be either. We want to see you right back here every single weekday from 9 to 10 a.m. on ESPN 977 and ESPN977.com.